Erev Tov, everybody. Welcome to our Thursday night Parashat HaShavua class. Today we are studying Parashat Kitetze, as we'll be reading this week, a parashat filled with many, many mitzvot. But it's also the month of Elul. And uh, this parashat has lots to do with the month of Elul. And hopefully we can see some connections with the mitzvot in this parashat. And the theme of Teshuvah, which is what we're all in right now, thinking about in the month of Elul, is that of Teshuvah. And the truth is, I'm not going to go farther than the first pasuk. The first pasuk, When you will go out to war against your enemies, And Hashem, your God, will deliver them into your hand. And you will capture its people as captives. And many of our Chachamim teach us that this Pasuk, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is alluding to the battle that a Jew wages with the Yetzir Hara. And this is the enemy that constantly attempts to trap us and persuade us to commit Averot. The word Veshavita Shivyo, the word Shivyo, which means captive, his captive, is an acronym of Veiftechu Becha Yodeeshemecha. If you take the first letters of those four words, Veiftechu Becha Yodeeshemecha, and those who know your name will trust in you, it is the acronym of the word Shivyo. And the Chachamim interpret this acronym based on the teaching in the Gemara that tells us, Yitzro shel Adam mitkaber bechol yom umvakesh hamito. The Yetzir Hara attempts or threatens to overpower a man every day and seeks to kill him. And if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not there helping the person overcome him, he wouldn't be able to withstand the evil inclination. Which teaches us that it's humanly impossible to overcome the Yetzirah without some sort of divine intervention and assistance. So this is the interpretation of the Pasuk. When you go out to war against your enemies. In other words, when you are personally making an effort to fight the Yetzirah, to defeat the inclination. Then you are assured, you are promised, Untano Hashem Elohecha Biyadecha, that God will deliver him, the Yetzirah, into your hand. You will receive assistance from God. And the Pasuk, and the Pasuk concludes, Veshavita Shivyo, and the word Shivyo, shivyo again, Veiftechu Becha Yodee Shemecha, that if a person trusts in Akadosh Baruch Hu, God will help him overcome his Yetzir. Another wonderful remez to this uh, to this idea is seen in the word Elul. The word Elul, which appears, this commentary a lot, a lot of people are, are familiar with, which is first found in the, the Perush, the Rokeach on Shira Shirim. The name of the month is formed by the first letters of the Pasuk, Ani Ledodi Vedodi Li. Many of you have heard this, that Elul stands for that. I am devoted to my beloved, and my beloved is devoted to me, the beloved being HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's a comment brought down several times by the Sifat Emet in the name of his uh, one of his uh, teachers, 
the Chidush Yarim, and he explains why the month designated for Teshuvah is named Elul. Why is that? Why is Elul? Uh, and the the answer, why why again? Why is the month of Teshuvah called Elul? And uh, it's based on a pasuk in Teilim. The pasuk says David Amelech writes, "Deu ki Adonai hu Elohim, know that Hashem He is God, who asanu velo anachnu. It is He who made us, and we are His. Amo vetzon marito." His nation and the sheep of his pasture. Now there's a word in there that is pronounced one way, even though it's spelled a different way. The truth is, it's it would be pronounced even the same way, but it have totally different meanings. The word is velo. I'll read it again. Now we read the Tehilim with spelled Vav Lamed Vav, which means, and we are His, law for Him. But the way it's actually spelled, meaning the way David HaMelech actually wrote that word Velo, is Vav Lamed Aleph. And we know that in Hebrew, Lamed Aleph means not, or, or no. Lo means not His. Velo Anachnu, and we are not his. So, so the tradition, the Masoda teaches us that the word is written velo with an aleph. If you were to open a teilim right now, you will find that it'll put ketiv written with an aleph, but it's pronounced with a vav. Now, we don't make a difference in pronunciation between lo with an aleph or lo with a vav, but there is a big difference. With an aleph, velo meaning no, it suggests that we are unworthy. We are inadequate to be the people of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Velo anachnu amo. We are not worthy to be His people. But with Avav, it suggests that we are worthy to be His people. We, we merit being close to Him. Velo anachnu. We are with Him. So two opposite meanings just for one, we, one, one letter. So by recognizing our lowly stature and... The fact that we have committed Averot and failed to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu adequately, Velo Anachnu Amo, lower than Aleph. We can, we, we realize that. But when we realize that and we begin the process that we're going to say to do Teshuvah, then we could strive to draw ourselves closer to God. And that, again, through sincere Teshuvah. And when then we attain the status of Velo Anachnu Amo, lower than Vav. The way the pasuk is read, now, both processes enable us to achieve that goal of Ammo, of His nation, Hakadosh Baruch Hu's people. Not coincidentally, the word Elul, which is the month that we're in right now, combines the two spellings of the word Lo. You have Aleph Lamed Vav Lamed. That's how you spell Elul, and two of those letters spell Lo with a Vav. And two of those letters spell law with an aleph. So we see that the goal of Teshuvah during the month of Elul is to combine the two processes. Real A, step one, realize I'm not worthy to be God's nation, and therefore I have to fix myself. And by fixing myself, I bring myself closer. That's Elul. Beautiful, beautiful Hidush. It is also well known that the term Teshuvah 
is Meramez alludes to this process. The numerical difference between the letter Vav in law, the Vav at the end, and the Aleph in law, Vav equals 6, Aleph equals 1. So the difference between the two is 5. 6 minus 1 is 5. And that's the numerical value of the letter He. He stands for 5. At the time of Matan Torah, B'nai Israel became HaKadosh Baruch Hu's nation. And at that moment, we, we merited to become the, uh, and have the status of his nation, Velo Anachnu Amo with Avad. We are his nation. But because of our sins and our iniquities in the Chita Egel, the word law was diminished by five. It was diminished by hey, And transformed into law with an Aleph. So law with a Vav minus five equals law with, uh, with an Aleph. Consistent with the idea of Velo Anachnu Amo. We're not worthy of, of being Hashem's nation. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu provided us with the special mitzvah, the mitzvah of Teshuvah, which is spelled Tashuv Hey. Tashuv Hey insinuates that it's incumbent upon us to return the letter Hey, return the five that's missing to its proper place. And when we do that, we're able to reclaim the title of Velo with Avav. Velo Anachnu Amo, being his people in the true sense of the word. This is also alluded to in the Pasuk, Ele toledot behi These are the products of the heaven and the earth when they were created. And Rashi there famously comments, Behi baream, Behe beraam, because the He is enlarged in the Pasuk. Behe beraam, that Kadosh Baruch Hu created the world with the letter He. It signifies that the purpose of the creation is to restore the value of the letter He as things were meant to be. To the situation of velo with avav. When I add the hay, when I restore the hay that it was meant to be, I'm back to velo with avav. Velo anachnu amo, b'nei Israel fulfilling their intended role as Hakadosh Baruch Hu's people. The problem with this, or a question that that is that is raised by the Chachamim, is why does the pasuk begin this idea of velo anachnu amo with this concept of deu? Ki Hashem hu Elohim. Know that Hashem is um, uh, is your God. You know, just tell us. Velo anachnu amo. Why does he interpose the pasuk with deu ki Hashem hu Elohim between the, these two phrases? So there must be an important connection between the statement of deu ki Hashem hu Elohim and velo anachnu amo. Our Chachamim tell us that there's a fundamental principle to Teshuvah and it is based on HaKadosh Baruch Hu's way that He created the world. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. And Rashi, quoting the Midrash, says that why does the Torah open with the name Elohim, Bereshit para Elohim, and not with the name Yudke Vavke, Hashem. Why not Bereshit para Hashem? So he says that the reason why it was uh, the Torah opens with Elohim rather than Yudke Vavke is because initially HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to create the world with the attribute of Din, which is represented with the name Elohim, strict judgment. 
But he saw that the world would not be able to survive. The world would not be able to live up to that standard, can't endure. So therefore, he united the attribute of rahamim, of mercy, with the attribute of deen. And that's why later on in Parashat Bereshit, it says, Beyom asot Hashem Elokim Eretz On the day that Hashem, Yudke Vavke, and Elokim made the earth and the heaven. So we see both names here are employed, both Yudke Vavke and Elokim. Now, what exactly does this mean? Let's explore. There is a Gemara Yerushalmi, Talmud Yerushalmi, very interesting that the Malachim asked Chokhmah, wisdom, what should be the fate of a person who sins? And Chokhmah answered, evil, evil pursues sinners, quotes a pasuk in Mishle. Okay, so then the Malachim asked the Nevoah, prophets, the prophecies, what is the punishment for the sinner? And the prophet answered, or the Nevoah answered them, the soul that sins shall die, quoting a pasuk in Yecheskel. So then they went to the Torah. Torah, what is the punishment for the sinner? And the Torah said, he has to bring a korban asham. That is the punishment for a sinner. He has to bring a korban. And that will atone for him. Finally, they went to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's all Gemara in Yerushalmi. Went to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. God, what is the punishment for a sinner? And Hashem said... He should perform Teshuvah, and that will atone for him. And that's the meaning of that Yashar Vetov Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Yashar. He's upright because he shows the path of Teshuvah to those who sin. So what do we see? We see from the aspect of Din, of strict judgment, Chokhmah, wisdom, Nevuah, prophecy, found no Tikkun found no rectification for the individual who, who sinned against God. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, in his infinite mercy and kindness, in Rahamim, he was the one who suggested he should perform Teshuvah, and that will be an atonement for him. So maybe this is what Rashi wanted to teach, it, teach us. From the aspect of Elohim, from Din, a sinner does not deserve a Tikkun via Teshuvah. The world would not continue to exist. Shlomo HaMelech writes in Kohelet that there's no man who is wholly righteous on earth and won't sin. So therefore, using the aspect of Elohim and Din, the world can't exist, everyone will die because everybody sins. So therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to join Midat Rachamim with Midat Adin. And as a result, if a person opts to, per, to perform Teshuvah and rectify his sins, he will receive atonement from the Midat HaRachamim. And should he not opt to perform Teshuvah, then, God forbid, he will die and be punished through the Midat Adin, because that's, the world can't survive. So therefore, we learn that the actual ability to perform Teshuvah stems from the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself mentioned the name of Yudke Vavke, the name of Rachamim, prior to the name of Elohim, when he created the world. As we said, Beyom Asot Hashem Elohim, the name Yudke Vavke comes before, ahead of the name of Din. We see this also in other places where Teshuvah is mentioned. In Sefer Devarim, we see at the end, 
ושפת עד השם אלוהיך ושמעת בקולו. עד השם is first, you כי ואף כי, then אלוהיך your God. And again, of course, the famous פסוק in הושע, שובה ישראל עד השם אלוהיך. Again, we see the, the, the preaching from the Navi to return and repent. עד השם אלוהיך, first י' כי ואף כי, and then the name of אלוקים. Just like when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. So now we go back to the Pasuk of David HaMelech in Tehilim. And that Pasuk, which we said related to Teshuvah, he announces, De'u ki Hashem hu Elohim. Know that Hashem is Elohim. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not create the world with the name Elohim alone, as he initially intended, because he saw that the world can't survive that way. A sinner requires a vehicle to, perf- to, to, to fix himself. That, that vehicle is Teshuvah. That's his Tikkun. So he created the world with two distinct names. And not only just two, not only two names, but the name of Havaya Yudke Vavke, preceded the name of Elohim. So the option of Teshuvah would be available to that person. Uh, not only that, he created human beings with the two names. What does it say? Vayitzer Hashem Elohim et Adam. Afar mina adama, that Yudke Vavke and Elohim formed the man from the dust of the earth. So we see that man was given the possibility of tikkun through the midat rachamim because the name Yudke Vavke came before the name Elohim. And therefore, even if we don't truly deserve to be a Kadosh Baruch Hu's people because of our sins, as implied with the, the word velo with an aleph. But at least man has the opportunity to perform Teshuvah and transform his ways to read it below with above. It seems quite surprising, many people have this question, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu initially thought to create the world based on Midat Adin. After all, God knew from the outset that the world could not endure by exacting these standards on his people. So why didn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu create the world immediately with Midat Rachamim? And therefore, allowing the sinner to to uh, to repent as a mean of a tikkun. Good question. It's a question asked by many. I hope to answer it tonight, based on a midrash. The midrash says, "Amar biyavhu, melamed sheaya kadosh paruchu bore olamot umachrivan ad shebarat elu." Rabbi Avhu said that prior to the creation of this world, Earth. God would create worlds and destroy them. Create a world, destroy. Create a world and destroy. Until he created these worlds, meaning this one, Earth, and I guess the solar system. At which point, Amar, he said, Den hanyanli yaton lahanyanli. These please me, those do not please me. That's what, the, that's what God's statement was. It's extremely baffling if you think about it. Again, same question. Imagine a human king. It makes sense that he wants he wants to build a castle for himself. And he's got unlimited amount of resources. So he builds one, he doesn't like it, he destroys it. Builds another one, eh, it's getting better, but not good enough, destroys it. Until he finally builds the one that he ends up living in, and he loves, and he cherishes. But that's a Melech Basar Vadam. That's a king of this earth. How can we say that about HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Who... He, that he created previous worlds to destroy them because he didn't like them, uh, you know, uh, uh, and then eventually he created this world that pleased him. Uh, why didn't he just create this world to begin with? Again, similar question to before. 
How can we? We're, we're, we seem to make we, we're making God human. God forbid uh, that that he's he built something that he doesn't like, and then he we just build something perfect that that you know is going to work. This is this question and the one before was asked by the Noam Elimelech of Elimelech of Lezinsk. And he has a, one of the more widely accepted answers. And he quotes a pasuk in Kohelet against Shlomo Amelech that says, the one that we said before, that there is no man who is perfect on earth. And man sins. He always, uh, uh, man is man, he just performs Averod. He's not someone that is, is perfect who will only do good. And therefore it's very likely that a person will falter and will commit Averod. And he's going to despair. And he's going to lose hope knowing that he's got no means to, to do any teshuvah. So what did God do? God provided a remedy in anticipation of what this per- that the person is going to think about this. What was that remedy? He created worlds and destroyed the worlds. That's what he did. He said, these do not please me, but this one does please me. And ultimately, he created this olam, this world, earth, by saying, this pleases me. And it teaches a Jew a very valuable lesson, says the Noam Elimelech, regarding Avodat Hashem. And that lesson is, even if a person is not successful initially in serving God properly, he shouldn't despair, he shouldn't give up hope, he still has the opportunity to make amends for all of his sins through that of Teshuvah. And that's the chidush of the Noam Elimelech. The worlds that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created initially and destroyed were created with Midat Adin, were created with strict judgment, with the name of Elohim. Seeing that they could not endure with Midat Adin, He destroyed them. And He created Olam Azeh with the two names, Yudke Vavke and Elohim, giving Midat Rachamim precedence over the Midat Adin. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu did this intentionally from the outset to demonstrate to all the Jews the process of Teshuvah, that even if a Jew damages his soul, stains his neshama with bad deeds and bad actions, he can make amends through Teshuvah, creating himself like a new person without any flaws. And if you take this answer, everything, it, 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 makes, it makes a lot of sense. We had the question, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu initially create the world with Midat Adin and destroy them? Why didn't he create the world with immediately with, with Midat Rachamim? HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to teach the sinners a vital lesson. Again, not to despair, not to give up hope, thinking that they have no method of tikkun. Learn from God Himself, the perfect role model, that He chose not to create the world of tikkun from the start. So therefore, we, the, we have the answer to the question. HaKadosh Baruch Hu destroyed the worlds of Din and created Olam Azeh, giving presence to Midat Rachamim so that a sinner would have a tikkun through Teshuvah. It's not a coincidence that concerning the worlds that God created with Midat Rachamim, that He said the words, These please me. And again, I quote, I quote the words, the actual words in Aramaic, was elu den hanyanli? These please me. Yaton lahanyanli, but those don't please me. What was the promise Hakadosh Baruch Hu made to the Jewish people at his, at the revelation at Har Sinai? And now, if you are to listen to my voice, Ushmartemet Beriti, and keep my covenant, 
You will be for me a segula, a cherished nation. What is the significance of this word li for me? Again, we had that statement when when God created the worlds. He says, these are good for me, li. And again here, li segula. What is the significance of this? And this alludes to the beautiful, amazing connection between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Jewish people. The Lamed is the tallest of all letters, and that alludes to God. And the Yud, in the word Li, is the smallest of all letters, and that alludes to Bnei Israel. We say about uh, we say that Naela Gadol Medabek Pakatan. It's fitting for the larger to cling to the smaller. And we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the, the greatest of all greats. Gadol Adonenu Koach. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is great, great in strength. And we know that we are the small. Ki atem ham'at mikol amim. You are the least of all the peoples. Says the Megaleh Amukot. He interprets that statement that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Bnei Israel, V'yitem li segula mikol amim. Where else do we see this concept of someone referring to someone as Lee, as mine? And the answer is at, at your wedding, at, or at a wedding, where we, the husband says to the wife, Hare at mekudeshet Lee. Behold, you are consecrated to me. Again, the word Lee is used. In fact, the main word in that statement is the word Lee that certifies that, that the bride belongs, is now his. In fact, if he says or neglects to say the word li in the statement, she's not married to him uh, because she's not designated to him exclusively. So therefore, the the, the word li is extremely important. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu consecrated B'nai Yisrael with the word li as well. V'yitem li segula. And that's why we also say ve'erastich li le'olam. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I will betroth you to me forever. Many people have the custom to recite those psukim when they put on their tefillin, on their, on their fingers. HaKadosh Baruch Hu married Kibiyachod Am Yisrael and he sanctified Bnei Yisrael at, at Matan Torah also with the word Li. And that's why we say at the end of our Amidah, Aseh Leman Kedushatach Act for the sake of your Kiddushin, of your matrimony where you sanctified your people. These are the holy remarks of the Megalea Mukot. So now, when we say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world with Midat HaRachamim, and he said, these please me, Li, Hanyan Li, these please me. What is he saying? He's saying the word Li to strengthen the bond of Kiddushin between me, 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 me representing God, and B'nai Israel, that I establish with those two letters, Li, Li being, Lamed being the tallest letter representing God, and you being the smallest letter representing the Jews. Because there is no tzaddik in the land who will only do good and never sin. But since these worlds were created with Midat HaRachamim, it's still possible to correct everything through our Teshuvah. And regarding the worlds that he created with Midat HaDin, which he destroyed, those don't please lead. They're lohavyahanyanli. Those are not pleasurable to me. They're not suitable for my bond with Bnei Israel with the letters Li, because there's no tikkun through teshuvah in a world based solely on midat adin. 
Our rabbis tell us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world with the 22 letters of the Aleph Bet. And he divided them as follows. Uh, you're going to have to believe me on this one, but he divided, me, he divided them as follows. The letters Aleph, Mem, and Shin were, correspond to the three fundamental elements, Avir, which is air, Maim, and Ish, air, water, and fire. There's also earth, but that, that's not for now. Then there are seven letters, Bet, Gimel, Dalid, Kaf, Pei, Reish, Taf, with which the seven uh, days of creation were created. There are 12 letters left, Hey, Vav, Zayin, Chet, Tet, Yud, Lamed, Nun, Samech, Ayin, Tzadikuf, which the 12 months of the year were created. All right, so those 12 letters that are left, each letter corresponds to another month. To make things short, the, the month of Tishrei, the beginning of the year, was created with the letter Lamed. And the month of Elul, which is the end of the year, the month before Tishrei, was created with the letter, that's right, you guessed it, the letter Yud, Lamed and Yud. So these two months, the months of Teshuvah, that we point, that we just spoke about, they were created with the letters Lamed and Yud. And that explains beautifully why HaKadosh Baruch Hu sanctified B'nai Israel with the letters Lamed Yud, with the word Li, V'yitem Li Segula Mikol Amim, he was hinting to them that even if they stumbled throughout life, chas v'shalom, by committing an avera, the path would remain open for them to do teshuvah, to rectify everything through sincere repentance during those two months, the months of Lamed and Yud, the months of Elul and Tishri. And, and, and that's, again, the, the, regarding the months, regarding the worlds that didn't make it, that he had to destroy those don't satisfy me. Those are not good for me because they are not months of Teshuvah. They are not beneficial for those months of Elul and Tishrei which were created with the Lamed Yud because they were, built, they were created with Midat Adin and that doesn't work with Teshuvah. But this world, this world does work with Li because Elul and Tishrei will be very, very, very happy. And that's, that's how this all ties together just to have one more little tidbit for you to take home with you, continuing along the idea of Kiddushin and marriage and sanctification. We say that the state, we said that the statement, this formula contains many remazim, allusions to the Kiddushin, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu made, sanctified B'nai Israel. For example, the word Harei begins with the letter He, which corresponds to Torah, the five books of Torah. But look at this beautiful remez over here. Every time we have a mitzvah, many times we have a mitzvah in the Torah. This is by Daber Hashem Moshe Lemor, Daber Bnei Israel ve'amarta alehem. Speak to Bnei Israel and say to them. We see this many, many times throughout the Torah in association with the mitzvot. But many times this word alehem ve'amarta alehem, and you will say to them, is written without a yud. It's written aleph lamed hey mem. Should be written Aleph Lamed Yud Hey Mem, but there's no Yud most of the times. Aleph Lamed Hey Mem. What does that stand for? Aleph Lamed Hey Mem is an abbreviation, same letters as Hare At Mekudeshet Li. 
Hare at mekudeshet li. Same letters. Hey, Aleph, Mem, Lamed, just in different order. Which, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu used to sanctify Bnei Israel by means of the Torah. That's our matrimony. That's how we stay connected. It's through the Torah and the mitzvot. And the term at, Hare at. What does at stand for? Elul and Tishrei. Aleph and Taf. Those are the two months that were created with the letters Lamed Yud. Which is the whole marriage of Vitem Li Segula Mekudeshet Li. That is Hareat Mekudeshet Li. That express the idea that we are holy, consecrated to Akados Parachu to those very, two very holy months. Now we understand the significance of the name Elul. Ani le Dodi Vedodi Li. I am for my beloved, and my beloved is for me. Ani ledodi. In this month, I am empowered. I have the power to return to Akados Baruch Hu and reconnect totally with Him. And how do I know if my teshuvah will be effective? How do I know if Akados Baruch Hu will take me back? Because of what my beloved did with the word li. Ani ledodi. You know why I'm ani ledodi? Because dodi li. Because what my beloved did with the with the word li, where he sanctified me and he consecrated me, consecrated with me, and 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 we became a, a, a husband and wife, a kiddushin together, da din hanyani yaton lo hanyani with the creation of the worlds that he allowed me to rectify my action to keep me close. Those worlds that were good for him, the worlds that he created with Midat Rachamim, so he could receive Bnei Israel back through sincere Teshuvah and complete Teshuvah during the months of Elul, which stand for the letter Lamed and the letter Yud. That's what it means, Vedodi Li. And that's how we connect the opening Pasuk of this week's Parasha. When you go out to war against the evil inclination, like we said, it's your enemy. God will give you him in your hand. Says the Arizal, beautifully, that all the klipot, all the negative forces are only sustained. They're only available. They're only around us because there are forces of Kedushah that it wants to swallow up. They have no life force in this world. They come from the domain of death. They come from the domain of evil. They can't survive. So the only way they could keep moving is if they absorb elements of Kedushah. So what do they do? They constantly strive to make man sin so that they can steal those sparks of Kedushah. And that's the integral process of Teshuvah. That's why we do it. The need, Teshuvah means to return, to return all the sparks of Kedushah to their proper place. And this explains why the month of Elul, the month of Teshuvah, is alluded here in this week's Perashah. When you confront and combat the Yetzirah and its forces with the weapons of Teshuvah in an effort to retrieve all those holy sparks that they stole from you, that the Yetzirah stole from you all this time, the Torah promises us. Untano Hashem Elohecha Be'yadecha Veshavita Shivyo Hashem Elohecha Yud Kei Vav Kei and Elohim will deliver 
in your hand. The Torah intentionally mentions both names of Yud Kei Vavke and Elokim, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu used to create this world where Midat HaRachamim takes precedence over Midat Hadin that provided us and human beings, mankind, the opportunity to correct all of our flaws and our wrongdoings through Teshuvah. It's through the power of these two names that Veshavita Shivyo, you will capture its people as captives, that you will succeed in capturing and returning those holy sparks of Kedushah held in captivity by the Yetzirara and its forces. And that's why Shivyo stands for, like we said, that those who trust in God, that He will accept them back in Teshuvah, those who trust in Hashem do so because they know the power of His names. Those that know His names, they know that He intentionally created the, uh, this world with the, with the names of Yud Vavke and Elohim, putting Rahamim mercy, before the name of Deen. And therefore, he afforded mankind the opportunity to perform Teshuvah, which would enable him to recapture all those holy sparks held in captivity. And those who know your name will trust in you, for you have not forsaken those who seek you, Hashem. He has not forsaken us. He has not abandoned Anyone who seeks the name of Yud Vavke, those who wish to be accepted back in good standing and opportunities afforded to them by this Midah of Rahamim, this trait of mercy that associated with the name of Yud Vavke, the name that precedes that of Elohim, Bezrat Hashem, we shall all continue to work hard this month. We are very close to Yom Hadin of Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur, the high holidays, Bezrach Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, will accept our Teshuvah, accept our Tefilot, and we will merit to see lots of Beracha and Hatzracha now and in the future. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Good night.